I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Ro, host of The Queen Pod. We are on a mission to offer you a companion piece to the entire Queen back catalogue track by track. And Queen are letting us play all their music. To find out about how to support us and access some Bijou exclusives, pop along to patreon.com forward slash Queen Pod. So, without further ado, are you ready for this? Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Here we are, the Queen Pod. I am Ro, your host, and I am here with the wonderful comedian Suze Kempner. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and Queen documentarian Simon Upton. Hello. And comedian John Robin. Hello there. Hello. So we are here, we are gathered to talk about Queen Greatest Hits one, their first Greatest Hits album. And we're going to do this very special uh, mini-series uh, of shorter pods rather than our super long two and a half hour epics. These are, we're intending to be 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max on each of uh, the tracks on this wonderful album. It's not 20 minutes max, it's 15 minutes max, Ro, you've promised 15 this. 15 minutes max. Because if it's, yeah. if it's not 15 minutes max, I won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's make sure it's 15 minutes max. Yes, in yeah. 15 minutes, uh, a track will kick in no matter what and end what we're doing. So there we are. All right, Queen, Greatest Hits 1. It was released on the 26th of October in 1981. With Queen 1 having been released in 73, Queen 2 having been released in 74. So it really was just the, uh, well, first seven years of their career. And they had this wonderful uh, album available. It hit number one in the charts the week beginning the 8th of November 1981, guys. Mm. Would you like to know the top five? That it Ooh, top- yeah. Ooh, yes. It's always the fun bit, isn't it? Mm. Uh, number five, Architecture and Morality by... Orchestral Moonovers in the Dark. <laughs> from, like, That's uh, right. Two equally hot but different shaped potatoes. <laughs> chips and chips. <laughs> <laughs> At number four, Dare by the Human League. Ooh. At number three, Shaky by Shakin Stevens. <laughs> At number two, Prince Charming by Adam and the Ants. Ah. Nothing wrong with that. And at number one, Greatest Hits by Queen. And the Under Pressure single was released the same week as Greatest Hits, which also topped the UK single charts in the same period. 
which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, there you go. And it is not a song that was included on the at least the UK version of the album. Uh, in fact, according to Jim Beach, the reason Under Pressure was on the US version of the album but not the European versions was due to the longer manufacturing time required to press records in Europe, which meant that several hundred thousand copies of the album had already been pressed in Europe before Under Pressure well, had even been recorded. Did not know that. There's loads and loads of crazy stats about this album. I mean, it sold over 25 million copies worldwide, which makes it one of the best-selling albums of all time. It spent 947 weeks on the UK album charts. Uh, It's been certified 22 times platinum in the UK, sold over 6 million copies here, which has made it the best-selling album of all time in this country. It's, It's huge. It's huge. So on the 2nd of July this year, Queen are reissuing greatest hits with a lovely slipcase and fancy cassette versions all sorts of lovely stuff with different faces on each cover Simon, do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah it's um it's a celebration you know given it's the band's 50th anniversary and the 40th anniversary of greatest hits um so it's just getting a bit of a a repolish and a and a reintroduction and with luck who knows maybe if those sell well Maybe we'll get back to number one in the charts again. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That would be so cool. Because hearing all of those stats that you read out at the beginning there, I'm amazed I'd never heard of it until we started looking at it for this pod. So it's a, <laughs> <laughs> a nice deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that occurred to me with this album is it, so, it is the album that sort of everyone has. And it certainly came into my life quite early in that I had... I remember going on a geography school trip when I was like 10 or 11 and Mr Stevenson, now science and geography teacher, just had it on the school bus on repeat, the the coach for the whole way. Hmm. And everyone on the bus was singing all the songs and it was my sort of first experience of Queen ever really and I didn't really know anything about it. it was sort of, I remember it being the first time I properly heard Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that. But I wasn't a Queen fan at that point. And then when I was like 13, 14 years old, I went on a french exchange on my own out to france somewhere french exchange on your own <laughs> that's not a french exchange that's just you going to big as in france. it wasn't one it wasn't one with the whole school you pedant was, um, your parents sent you it to was france one where i went you're going on an exchange, there was an exchange with another kid so obviously there were two there were two people involved i i I was very homesick, John, is all I've been trying to say. I'm not surprised. And the only comfort I had... <laughs> yeah, right, I was just in the woods on my own. So the only thing that I had was um, was this uh, copy, this sort of 90-minute tape that I'd made with... Uh, that a friend of mine had made for me with great hits on it. And it's the only tape I'd taken with me with the intention of focusing on just listening to this and this alone. I listened to it to death. And I'm curious to know when you guys started to engage with the greatest hits album because john your first album that you bought was greatest hits 2 wasn't it yeah i think greatest hits 2 was my first and then i started sort of attacking the albums but i i think what's extraordinary about it is how much a part of british culture that it, album is when you think about it because it's the best-selling album of all time in the uk it stretches so far beyond like queen fans and queen obsessives and queen nerds which we all are but it's it's the album if you walk into a house in the uk it's the album statistically that is most likely to be in that house so cool yeah and i think probably it's i was talking to someone about the success of it because it is a it's great that they're celebrating it this year because it is a i think a slightly double-edged sword because so much focus 
to your average sort of rock fan is probably through the greatest hits one and two mm. and yeah. i think queen um undeservedly perhaps their studio albums aren't revered in the same way that you might have with like led zepp or the who um or the rolling stones because they have this enormous behemoth sort of in front of all the albums but i i I think it's the most british album you could probably get Mm, mm. and i think it's such a a a great sort of great gift to to british society to have this this album which every single person in the country knows all the lyrics to all the songs on which is such a huge achievement it's crazy yeah our education system hasn't been that effective (laughs) (laughs) it's true (laughs) Suze how did you well actually I'll just ask you so Suze how did you what's your relationship with Greatest Hits my first memory of Greatest Hits 1 like really taking over was uh, during my GCSEs in the year 2000 it was me and my friendship group someone had it on CD and we would listen to it all the time because when you go when you go off to do GCSEs it's like oh I'm not at school anymore and um, we're all meant to be revising and we just we'd get together and listen to Great Hits 1 that's I think that's when I became like obsessed with Queen as well for the first time and I was 15 and the music you get obsessed with when you're 15 is is the greatest music you'll ever hear so the uh, same with films and, and TV shows, like the stuff you love when you're 15 is the stuff you will love the most forever. And I think that's why um, Queen are my ultimate band now, because when I was 15, it was like I discovered them with everybody else. Before that, it just been music in our house. Simon, one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, in this day of playlists and Spotify and iTunes and all the rest of it, we can all make our own best of Queen playlists and listen to them. But the interesting thing about Queen Greatest Hits that sets it apart from all other bands or musicians' Greatest Hits albums for me is there is something alchemical, is that the word, in in the running order of these songs the band kind of curated this album right yeah so yeah as as you're saying so this is this essentially is is the black the band's playlist of of their their biggest hits but it's not yeah. it's not just sort of listed in the order of when they came out or or the order of right. what, what i mean yes all right it starts with behemoth Rhapsody, which was their biggest hit but you know the rest you could shuffle around as many times as you like um but this is this is the order that the band want you to to listen to it and i think what greatest hits has become is the great launching pad for anyone who's exploring queen because as john says you already know all these songs they're part of your dna mm-hmm. um they've just seeped in there um and then this is the launch pad to, to then go find the albums and, and find the album tracks. But that's that's why I find it's quite interesting because it's probably the album we listen to most to start with. And now it's probably the one we listen to least. Because if you reach for a Queen right. album, how many of us actually go, I'm going to put greatest hits on? I mean, I do sometimes if it's in the car because I've got the Platinum collection because I still have a car that's old enough to have a CD player. If I'm at home and I've got all of them at my disposal, I never go for greatest hits because I want... A, a, an album journey rather than a greatest hits journey. But I bet every single Queen fan listening to this has the same experience that when you make that transition to the albums, mm. whenever you hear a greatest hit 
on an album, you hear the intro to the next song in your head <laughs> yes. after it finishes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that is a game that we are going to play in each of these episodes. I'm really interested as to whether you hear the album track next or the greatest hits track <laughs> next. It's very because I swing like definitely. There was a period in my life, at the beginning of my fandom, where I always hear the greatest hits track album coming up next. But now it's probably the album tracks I hear more. But what I'm going to pick up on what you said there, Simon, which is it's Queen's playlist that they've created for us of their biggest songs. That's really special. And for me, it almost feels like it's like a concert of of studio recordings. Like it's mm. it's mm. they they put it together in the same way that they might put a running order together for their live show. It's curated to that extent. Um and I think that really sets it apart. Everyone should add it to their to their playlists immediately. You can make your own all day long and they want you to, but this is the one they made for us. I think that's really I think it's a really special thing. It's worth also pointing out that currently it is number twelve in the charts. That's crazy. And, it's not bad. And right? that's not through any you know, that that it just sits there because it's mm. it's sort of this legacy album. Yeah, people must move out of their parents' house and they need to replace the greatest hits one CD. It must be that. The rule for track selection on the album was that it had to appear on the A side of a single and reach the UK top 30. So We Will Rock You, which wasn't released as an A side in the UK, uh, is the only exception to that. Of the 17 songs on, on the UK version of the album, Freddie wrote 10 of them, Brian wrote 5, John wrote 2, and Roger had written zero because he had not yet written a single for the band. Amazingly, mm. um, but of course that was sued. He makes up for it later. Things like <laughs> Radio Gaga and all sorts of amazing songs. So I'm just going to very quickly just have a quick chat about are there, are there tracks that aren't on the album that you wish were? So for example. Flick of the Wrist was actually a double A side with Killer Queen, but it isn't on the album. It did mm. technically perform as well as Killer Queen. Um, Spread Your Wings isn't on there. Tie Your Mother Down isn't on there. Do you miss them? Spread Your Wings should be on Greatest Hits 1. Yeah. What, in place of what? Oh, not in place of anything. You can't just keep adding <laughs> songs. <laughs> it should have 50 songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I Actually, do you know what? I don't think I could take one away. To replace it with Spread Your Wings. I think you're allowed to add one because the Americans did that. They added Tie Your Mother Down. I think that's okay. Ah, we can okay. Add 18 tracks. I could keep adding five or six more Queen songs, which I think are great. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's true. It, wouldn't, it would devalue it then. I think it, it would take a pretty uh, confident person to suggest that the best-selling album of all time in the UK needs a tweak to its track list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's flawless. Of course it's flawless. It is flawless. And so what we are asking you, listeners old and new to the Queen Pod, uh, come with us on this amazing journey over the next few weeks as we're going to discuss each song on its own uh, for a, a, a really hot, sharp 15, really tight. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so uh, until then, well, you need to tell them um, that the front cover is taken by Lord Snowden because it's a fun fact. Oh yeah, front cover was taken by uh, Lord Snowden. Fun fact: <laughs> it was Princess Margaret's husband, but I think they had divorced by the time uh, the photo was taken. I think they had because it wasn't in the Crown. But he wasn't. In the <laughs> yeah, crown, I wish it had been in the Crown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been good, that wouldn't be it? So cool. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. 
What's 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 Snowden up to? Oh, he's taking photos of some band. They'll never amount to anything. <laughs> and then she's got a cigarette. <laughs> it's Margaret. They missed the trick there. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Our very next episode will be, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, which kicks off the whole album. Uh, please email us, queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. You can comment at the Queen Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of those socials. We've got a wonderful Facebook group now. You can join that. And pop along to patreon.com forward slash queenpod to see how you can get involved with supporting us. Uh, until then, play Queen Loud, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been The Queen Pod, a Seven Seas Films production. Edited by Sam Easton and produced by Emily Wiley. Come follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and stay in touch by emailing us at queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.